Welcome to Hair There and Back. Today, we have my friend Anne-Marie coming to join us, and we're going to be talking about curly hair. Hey, Anne-Marie, what's up? Hi, Megan. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Yeah, thank you. So, obviously, we know Anne-Marie, I kind of already said it, Anne-Marie has curly hair. So that's kind of like the subject what we're going to be going into today. But I do want to talk a little bit about how we know each other. So I haven't said where I've gone to school on this podcast yet, but my university is called Oregon State University. We both go there. What's your major, Amory? Digital communication arts. Oh, yeah. We have the same major. So what do you want to do with your major when you're done with this? I love everything to do with video. So broadly something with that. Yeah. would be fantastic. Anything with video. Yeah. Right now I'm on the creative video team here at Orange Media Network. So we're part of this organization. It's a student organization. Yeah. Right? Student run. Yeah. I'm the podcast director. And then Anne-Marie. Yeah. I volunteer with the TV station here and then I'm also on the creative video team. So I get to make a lot of little videos promoting all the cool people around me. And that is my favorite thing to do. So if I can do that, after I graduate, that would be the best thing ever. Yeah. And you have a lot of mediums to work with, with your I creative do, video. Yeah. Like we have Orange Media Network does um, radio and TV and prints. So we have magazines and newspapers. And so Amory is basically like when somebody needs really creative stuff, they come to her. And I will stick a camera in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so in lieu of that, sometimes when you're working your hair you have issues with it oh it gets all over the place yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean curly hair I've, I think just curly hair just like and frizzy go together mm -hmm. sadly like they do it just creates a lot of frizz in your hair or it can if you don't know exactly what to do to it especially when it's raining like even a little bit the second the water hits it it just like frizzes up immediately yeah and I wouldn't say my hair is like super curly it's more wavy than curly mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of labels for the texture of hair I don't know exactly what mine is but it's also very long yeah her hair is She's got brown hair mm -hmm. and it's on the wavy curly side and it's about to like her elbows almost. I think I measured it once before I cut it. It was like two feet long. Yeah. That's like Probably I always find the funniest thing with curly hair, too, is that when I'm looking at it while it's curled, I know it's like inches longer when mm -hmm. it's like wet and straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I straighten it, it gets a lot longer. It's like a magic trick, though. <laughs> it's awesome. My hair does not do that. I have very like straight, limp hair. It only waves like sometimes. So have you always gone to like a hairdresser or have you most of the time been managing your hair on your own? I've been going to the same hairdresser since I was born. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's pretty much a friend of the family, so my mom goes to her and some relatives. I have a twin brother, so we would go as babies and she would do us at the same time. And then as we got older, it was just me in the chair by myself because I was a big girl. Aww. But yeah, I've been going to her my whole life. Nice. So you've been able to create like a relationship with her then. Yeah, she's also like watched me grow up. <laughs> yeah. Has it changed as you've gotten older? Like, did it used to be less curly or more curly when you were a kid? I used to brush it out a lot more, so mm -hmm. you couldn't see the curls as much. 
I didn't really know what to do with my hair, so I'd either just kind of throw it back or brush it out. So I think I've noticed my curls more as I've gotten older. Although my hairdresser did tell me recently that she thinks it's getting straighter. So okay. maybe I'm on that trajectory. Yeah. Know. From my experience as a hairdresser, your hair takes on its own lifeline throughout your life, just like other things in your body do, like maybe your skin becomes different when you get older and the same thing happens with your hair which is why I asked that because my hair used to be really curly when I was a kid and then now it's really straight so it's interesting how that works out like that yeah did you ever do any like chemical processes to it no and I've never dyed it either you've never dyed it you have completely virgin hair Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that is gold as a hairdresser (laughs) it's like you have the perfect canvas for me to work on I did get some like gray glitter stuff in my hair once. I went to like a a skiing convention with my dad and he was like, this would be cool. And I was like, it would be cool. So we put it on and I was like, mom, look, I dyed my hair pink. That's always the best way to test out hair colors to see if you actually want it to. So you've always just like brushed your hair then. You've never really used like a lot of product in it or anything. Up until like high school, towards the later years of high school, I started using product and like trying to work with it more. Yeah. Especially when COVID hit. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you had so much time on your hands, oh, too. Yeah. So Time and hair on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say your, like, biggest problem is now with your hair, then? Like, from all the experience dealing with its lifeline? Uh, definitely trying to tone down the frizz and also, like, maintain the structure of the curls throughout the week. Mm-hmm. On a wash day, they look great they're all there but after I go to bed and then the next day it just looks messy in my opinion yeah especially because it's slept on too yeah and you know you're doing things throughout the day yeah that makes sense do you like your hair up out of your face or do you prefer it down I like it down but sometimes it can get annoying like getting into my face yeah so if it didn't do that all the time then you'd be like oh i'd be fine with having it down yeah okay that makes sense usually my solution is just some kind of half up half down kind of thing yeah yeah that um, yeah that's what i do too (laughs) get it out of my face but like a down enough to where i technically have it down yep (laughs) (laughs) so have you ever used like mousse in your hair i have yeah that was one of the first products i used what do you think about mousse I liked it. It did feel a little messy, though, because I would, yeah. like, scrunch it into my hair and then it would fall on the floor and it just kind of got everywhere. Oh, Not my hair, sense. the mousse. Like, yeah, like the yeah. foam from the mousse. Mm-hmm. Like, I've caught I've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, you know, rub it with my foot and get out of there. But, yeah, mousse worked pretty well for me. Lately, I've been using a gel mm-hmm. just to switch it up. It does kind of the same thing. It can, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the biggest difference between the gel and the mousse um, is really just that the gel is going to be heavier. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of hair. Like, Emery's hair is pretty thick. I would say she has about, like, a medium thickness of hair it's not like overwhelmingly thick but it's enough to where like she could grab a full ponytail with her hand which is significant because if you have really really light hair you don't really want to be using heavy products but if you have heavier hair like Amory, you can kind of get away with using a product with a little bit more weight on it especially because it'll weigh it down a bit so that actually what that gel is doing is bringing your curls together to help with the frizz like grouping them together 
but it is weighing it down just a little bit, but it's probably working in your favor. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that like you found that product that works for you. Yeah. Have, have you ever heard of cocktailing products? No. Yeah. It's, like mixing them together? Yeah. It's like like cocktailing drinks, like mixers, but you're doing it with like your hair products instead. <laughs> it's a big hair term. If you ever like seen your hairdresser grab like six products and like put them all in her hand at the same time and do this magic, amazing stuff. That's what we're doing. All it is, is just taking the products that you want and making it into like one product that will work for you. The best way to do this is start with your heaviest product and then add your lighter product. So for instance, with your gel that you're using, if you feel like it's doing a good job, but it's not doing enough of a good job, you could take like a serum that helps with frizz a lot and you can mix it into that gel. Just put like a little bit in your hand and then like mix it together and put it in your hair. So it does two things at the same time. That's really cool. Is that better than like doing it separately if you just did like one at a time? Yeah, it is. If you're going to use more than two products in your hair at one time, you should really just cocktail them together. Now, obviously, if it's a weird texture, like if you're using like a paste in your hair and it's like really hard to mix into others, then like, yeah, use that one on its own, like use it last or something. But if you think about it, if you're putting it in your hand first, you're able to monitor like how much you're actually putting on in your hair and you don't need that much products per like square inch of your hair. A quarter size amount of product is the most I would ever tell someone to put in their hair, even with really thick hair. You can always reapply if you need more, you know, but like weighing your hair down doesn't help the product work for you in general. It just makes it heavy, Mm -hmm. even with heavy hair. You you end up using less is basically what I'm trying to say is that you're if you're putting it in your hand first, you can monitor it. And then instead of layering it one after the other, you just you end up putting more on your head. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you about the products I use? Yes, I want to know. So after the shower, I use leave-in conditioner, some kind of curl cream and then the gel. Okay. What are your thoughts? Okay. My thoughts are, is the leave-in conditioner like a spray? No. What is it? Like Like the texture? Cream. Like a cream? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can actually just mix all of those together if you want. If you find that your hair, is your hair pretty dry or does it, do you have- It's oily. It's oily. Okay. Then what's your reasoning for using the leave-in conditioner? Well, after the shower, it's dry. Does that mean it's dry hair? Well, now I'm wondering if you're one if you're thinking that your hair is oily because you're putting too much moisture in it. Maybe I'd say oily because everything else about me is oily. Okay, like I have really oily skin, so I just assumed it translated to my hair. Most of the time, if your skin type is oily, then your scalp is going to follow too. Okay. Um. Okay. So then. But yeah, after a shower, it's usually really dry. Okay, and then you just like you put some like on your ends. I mean, I do it all over. You do it all over the hair. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, If you have oily scalp, I would recommend then don't mix all three of those together. Mix the last two together. So your curl cream and your gel, Mm -hmm. you can mix those together. Okay. But because you have an oily scalp and if you and if all of you listeners have an oily scalp out there, this is a great way to still use your products and not disrupt the oiliness in your scalp or make it worse is just apply that product on the ends down. A good rule of thumb is wherever your ponytail starts is where you start putting the product. And then you just put it all the way down into the ends of your hair and it stays away from the scalp. So you're not like adding more oil to it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I've never thought of that before. I mean, I feel like it's just we don't think about it every day, right? Like mm-hmm. we're told by the media to just, oh, we'll put this on your hair or like the directions on the bottle say to lather all over. There's not specific directions. And a lot of time, unless you have a hairdresser that you're seeing on a regular basis, they may or may not tell you that. 
But I say a good rule of thumb is if you know that there's one area of your hair that you need the product more than the others, put it on that area first and only that area. And then as you wear it throughout the day, you'll know like, oh, yesterday I didn't put enough. So tomorrow I'm going to put more in this area. And honestly, after a couple of days of doing that, you start to figure out like, oh, my products are working for me, but in the right way. Yeah, I remember when I started like looking into taking better care of my hair it's really easy to fall down the like curly girl rabbit hole on like YouTube and stuff. People have like a lot of different products they use, a lot of different methods. Like, yes, I got a microfiber towel because of it too. Gold star. Yeah. (laughs) My brother's girlfriend gave it to me. She just had an extra one Mm -hmm. and she has really long hair. Mm -hmm. So it's a big one. It's beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah, there's a lot of voices out there and it's really hard to kind of figure out what you should be getting at first. Yeah. And so it kind of feels just like a lot of trial and error. Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error, especially if you're taking advice from the internet, you have to figure out what works for you because what works for someone else is not always going to work for everybody. But I have found some good information on the internet too, like the microfiber towel. That is awesome. If you don't use a microfiber towel in your hair, that's okay. You just may see more frizz. So if you're someone who deals with frizz in your hair, Drying your hair with a microfiber towel really does a lot. And when you dry it with your microfiber towel, do you like rub it on your head? You just squeeze it. Yep. Yeah. So that's how that's exactly how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Have you heard of uh, sleeping on a silk pillowcase? I have. I don't have one. Yeah. I don't have one either, to be (laughs) honest with you. But I don't deal with that much. Yes. But I have a lot of past clients that I gave that advice to and they said it made a huge difference. Oh, I do have another question for you. Yeah. What's okay? What's your question? I usually air dry my hair, Mm -hmm. but um, blow drying, it makes it frizzy and stuff. Yeah. I have a diffuser. Okay. But I haven't found a method of using it that works for me. That's also time efficient. Okay. I got you. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a diffuser is on your hair dryer, it's a attachment that you can put on your hair dryer that kind of looks similar to what you would stir your pasta with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great that you have a diffuser. And I think the issue there is just using the diffuser right. Because mm-hmm. most people just don't know how to use them. Right. Yeah. I don't think I know. So what you should do is after you put on your products that you're going to use for the day or whether or not you're going to use products, let your hair dry 50% before you use the diffuser. If you don't have time to let it air dry, what you can do is just blow dry it with the regular dryer. Hold the air back a little bit so it's not like blowing it and try to keep it like in the down direction so it's not blowing everything upwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can let your hair dry about halfway, what I do is I like to add just a tiny little bit of product, like like a tiny drop in my hand. And it, usually it's like some serum, just something silky. Because when your curly hair is dry, it likes to like separate. And even when it's like in the middle of drying, it'll start separating. So I use, sometimes it can be like what's left over on my hands from the product earlier too. It's just like smoothing that last bit of it over the dry hair so that when I go do the diffuser, it just has something to grab onto, but don't put a lot of more product in your hair. Just, just like the tiniest extra drop, you know? Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to want to do is you want to flip your head upside down. Just bring the diffuser to the bottom of your hair. Like when you're looking upside down, you can see like the ends of your mm-hmm. hair. Don't touch your hair with your hands like the whole time. Just let the diffuser sit at the bottom of your hair and just hold it there. And then move to the next section. And once all the ends are done on the bottom, you can flip your head back up and you can just kind of like lean to the side 
and you can just get up in there more closer to your ears. Do you take like the whole strand of hair from the bottom all the way up or do yeah. you start it halfway? No, I just take the whole okay. pieces of hair. Yeah. I don't try to pick through pieces of hair with the diffuser. Imagine your hair is just one giant group <laughs> and you're trying to get all of those curls to group in one big group. If we go into it with the mindset of grouping the curls together, it's what makes them look good. Curls like to attach themselves to other pieces of hair. So the more that you can help them group a little bit, then what you can do at the end is you're more worried about separating the groups just a tiny bit instead of getting everything to go together at the very end. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you recommend like a warmer, colder setting? So use a warm setting to let it dry. And then as soon as it's dry, you want to hit it with 10 seconds of cool shot. And what that does is it sets your hair. So we're getting a little bit into like the chemistry of yeah. hair. When your hair is wet, it is really malleable and formable. But when your hair is dry, whatever shape your hair was in when it was wet, it's going to dry in that shape. So that's why if you have super curly hair, if you held the hair really, really straight and then dried it with a blow dryer really, really quickly, it won't be as curly because you like forced it out of that shape while it was wet. If you want it to be curly, then dry it in that curly state, but then hit it with the cool shot after you do the warm because then the cool closes up the cuticle and it seals in that shape that you just put in there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually how a lot of different techniques with hair work. If you're trying to blow dry curls into your hair um, with a diffuser or if you're trying to do like a, a round brush blow dry or just a simple blow dryer where you want everything to stay the same at the very end, it's a great rule of thumb to just do it. Do 10 seconds of cool shot once everything is said and done. And that just seals everything in. Yeah. It's it's really interesting how our hair works. Like, yeah. It has its own mind. It does. <laughs> and I want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at like a piece of hair under a microscope, it's like there are different layers to it, kind of like our skin is. But the outer layer is the cuticle. And that is what helps us like hold the shape of the hair. So like sealing the cuticle is how we get our hair shape to stay. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so I think your your only issue with your diffuser is that you're probably going into it with your hair sopping wet. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Okay, or just just even towel dried wet is mm -hmm. a little too much, and it takes you a long time because you have more hair, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, but if you can let it dry about halfway, it won't take as much time to diffuse it, and you won't have to grab it either. Like you won't have to touch it as much because um, that's the trick I learned when I was doing hair. I would I would make people like stand up and like bend over for me like oh, at I've the definitely salon had to do that before yeah or like make them lean really far back in the chair mm -hmm. I've done that before too and sometimes they look at me like I'm silly but then they see the <laughs> end result and they're like how do I do this at home <laughs> yeah usually I also have to get my haircut standing up sometimes I've done that mm -hmm. yeah well it's because if your hair is longer than the back of the chair yeah. yeah. Or she'll like pump my seat up for a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had to get on my knees before to cut somebody's hair. <laughs> like their hair was just so long. I was like, okay, I'll just sit on my knees and cut it. <laughs> Have you ever given someone a booster seat? Yes. I was in that for a long time. Really? I was like outgrowing it, but I still needed to sit in it. I'm a very short person. So me too. I hated that thing. Actually, this is a weird tangent, but I'm going to go off of it in any way. This is so embarrassing, but I don't care. 
when so you know how like when you're a kid and you have to sit in a booster seat in the car you go from like a car seat to a booster seat to like a simpler booster seat mm-hmm. I just was stuck at this size for such a long time where I was like just too small to not have a booster seat, but like way too old to technically be in one. And so I swear, like I was pulling up to second grade in like my booster seat and everybody was looking at me like, don't we stop using those in like kindergarten or first grade? And I'm like, no. So I really had like an extra two years in a booster seat. So, but then even after that, I had to sit in one when I was getting my hair cut. Oh, <laughs> no, I definitely had to for a while, like longer than the average person yeah. in the in the yeah. hairdresser, not the car. But at least I'm not. Well, it's OK. I had, <laughs> See, I'm making you feel better. I had to deal with both. I'm glad I can really at least on some level. Right. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one. Honestly, <laughs> I'm actually because I'm short. I had to have people use booster seats more often than they preferred. They, half yeah. the time they'd look at me like really do I really have to use one I'd be like I am so sorry like I just can't reach you know yeah but luckily the, the seat pumps up so I rarely would have to do it because of me being short but yeah I think the worst time it ever happened though was when it was like a boy just like a young boy who acted very mature for his age and wanted to be like treated like an adult but then you sit him down and you just put him right on a booster seat and he looks so <laughs> defeated. <laughs> I always so felt so bad for that because I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You are a big boy. Do you ever put like annoying clients in booster seats? I wish. <laughs> no, I just get them out very quickly. Oh, my God. Honestly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not too quick to let them know that I'm tired of them, but mm-hmm. like quick enough to where they're like, you got a swift service, you know? <laughs> I actually had this boy with curly hair one time. This is going to sound really gross, but he had a lot of like dirt Mm -hmm. in his hair and I found like a dead bug in it (gasps) and it was like a fly. It wasn't like anything bad. Okay, well, that's good. I was like, I felt really bad for that. He was asking me all these questions about how I can't brush my hair because it's curly. And I don't know somebody told him this is like I'm talking we're like an eight year old kid. Okay, I had to educate his mom about like shampoo. Because she didn't, like, realize that he wasn't supposed to be using, like, bar soap for his hair. Like, somebody at school told him that, like, you can't brush curly hair. So he wasn't brushing it, like, at all. So I think that's why there were, like, stuff in his hair. Because it just, like, wasn't getting out from him brushing it. So if there's any listeners out there who has curly hair, you can brush it. Please brush your hair. (laughs) (laughs) It might make it more frizzy. I guarantee you just a little bit of water in your hands run it back through your hair after you brush it, it will make it a lot less frizzy. Brushing used to be an actual chore for me when I was a kid. Like we had these like lists of chores that we each had to do. One of mine was brushing my own hair. Wow. I hated it because it would get tangled so easily and it like hurt to get it out. Yeah. It's the worst when we're young too, Mm -hmm. I think, because we're, you know, we have recess and we're like running around outside, inside. I know when I was a kid, my mom had the same problem with me Mm -hmm. with brushing my hair. And that's funny that that's how your mom took it was she, she put it on your chore chart. Yep. My mom forced me to go to school with a brush in my purse. Yeah. And she would tell me every time you're in the bathroom, just brush your hair. I just got used to remembering that. (laughs) That's so funny though. Like both of our moms were like, you have to brush your hair. You have to do it. (laughs) I do remember my mom would have like, okay, so this is for like picture day. Mm -hmm. My mom would like do my hair and have it a certain way. I would go to school and change it however I wanted and I didn't tell her. So I was like bringing headbands with flowers on it, like big flowers on it. 
I remember one time I put like a bunch of hair on top of my head, just like hanging out the side. I had uneven ponytails. It was just like whatever show I wanted. And she was so mad at me because we had to like send these pictures to my family. But I loved it. It was my favorite thing. I would have. Yeah, I would have done the same thing, honestly. Yeah. I got really lucky growing up because my aunt is a hairdresser. So my mom learned a lot of stuff from her and she like taught her how to do my hair kind of cute. That was honestly like I hated it when my mom dressed me. I wouldn't let her pick out my clothes. The only thing I would let her do was my hair. (laughs) And even then it was like, "Mm, I'll let you do some of it and then I'll fix it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cute that you would like you. (laughs) I feel like that's something you do when you like go out with your girlfriends. Like you don't want your your mom to know what you're wearing. (laughs) So you change when you get there. But this is like for a school picture. School pictures and it's my hair. (laughs) But I bet you that's an awesome school picture now. Oh, they're great. There's a few of them and they're fantastic. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I'm going to have to see them sometimes. <laughs> I'll show you mine, too, to make it even. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> do you have any recommendations for specific products? Yes, I do. For curly hair specifically? Yeah. For your hair? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so as far as product goes, one of my favorite serums is called the Cine Serum from Paul Mitchell, and it's in a green bottle that is clear. I might be botching the name a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> You'll find it. If, if anybody's ever used Paul Mitchell products, there's like a red line and a purple line and a blue line. And this is in the green line. Okay. And it's the only one that looks like it. It's just a serum that has like a little squeezy bottle on the like squeezy topper thingy. Um, so that way you can get like one single drop out at a, at a time. And I like that because for one, you can use it for three different things. You can use it as heat protectant. You can use it to mix in other products or you can use it by itself as a, um, a shine product. And that's something that I would mix into a mousse. And my all-time favorite mousse is actually a Paul Mitchell mousse. Any of the Paul Mitchell mousses are my favorite. Like top of the line mousses right there. And they're affordable. But I really, really, really like the Joy Whip mousse from Joyco. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I haven't. Yeah. So all of these products I'm going to ever be recommending to you are all professional products. Oh, just okay. to let you know, I can't as a hairdresser with a license, I can't like comfortably recommend you anything from Walmart or, you know, TJ Maxx or things like that, just because there's a big competition world out there that sells a lot of fake products at those stores. Yeah. So I don't like people getting fake products, but if you ever need a place to get cheap products from find like a walk-in salon near you, like a, a sport clips or a great clips. You can just go in there without getting a haircut or just a regular salon too. You can just go in there without getting a haircut. I promise you every hairdresser you will ever go to, if you don't get a service with them and you just walk up there and say, I want to buy products, they'll be so happy <laughs> because we all make commission off of them. <laughs> so if I ever sold somebody a product and I didn't have to do a whole haircut for them and just, okay, here you go. Oh my gosh. That was like the best day ever for me. That's good to know. Yeah. But so I really like the Joy Whip. And I really like the Skinny Serum. Have you ever heard of a brand called Sebastian? No. They're really, really good too. They're harder to find, but I know you can buy their products online. And they have this product called Potion 9. And it is actually kind of what I described all in one. It is a serum and like a forming cream. And then you can either use it without a mousse or you can put a mousse with it. Like that's how great of a product it is. You don't even really need mousse with it. Whoa. Yeah. And it works really good for curly hair, but it also works really good for straight hair. So a forming cream, all that means is that it's just going to help your hair form 
whatever that means to you, right? So if you need it curly, that's what form you want it to take. And if you need it like really, really, really straight, that's what form you want it to take. So that's why I like using that product because you can just, it's like a one size fits all kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Would they have that in a salon or is that more like an online thing? Mm, some salons will carry them. So not all salons will carry all products because um, some high-end salons, they only will sell like the ones that they work with, right? So like it might be an Aveda salon will only sell Aveda products and a Paul Mitchell only salon will only um. sell Paul Mitchell products. But I've worked for many salons in the past where they've held lots of different brands on their merchandise to sell. It just depends on the salon. That's why I like to recommend people to like sport clips and great clips to get products because I know they always keep Paul Mitchell. They always keep Joyco. They always keep um, like certain men's products that I really like. So I know you can always get it from there and they mark them down so often. That's nice. Yeah. That's Yo, really nice. When I used to work at great clips, I was at least once a week marking down products for people. And I was always like, wow, this is really interesting. Like I should be getting products more from here if I didn't work here, you know? Yeah. But basically I think to keep it simple for you, just if you find the gel is getting too heavy, switch to a serum, a very light serum. Keep using mousse. Just don't use too much of it and try to let your hair dry more when you're diffusing it. I think you'll see like a lot better results with your frizziness too. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, when I left my house this morning, it was like drizzling a little bit. I didn't have my umbrella and I was like, okay, it's yeah. all right. We live in Oregon, so it's a pretty I rainy know. place. <laughs> I'm not from Oregon. I'm from North Carolina. Okay. So this has become uh, a whole life change for me dealing with the rain all the time. Yeah, this is all I know. But it's okay. Our hair will survive. It will. <laughs> At the end of the day, it will. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Anne-Marie. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking about our curly hair journey together. Me too. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Well, that's all we've got today for Hair There and Back. Thank you so much for listening in and keep an eye out for the next episode. We're going to be talking all about shampoos. Have a good one. This is Megan. I'm bringing you the hair. We're take it there and then you can take it back. <laughs> Don't forget to brush your hair today. See ya. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by KBVR FM in association with Orange Media Network from Oregon State University. Recording and editing for the podcast were done by myself, Megan Vasquez. I would like to extend a special thanks to our OMN advisor, Steven Sandberg, for his guidance and inspiration throughout the production of this podcast. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the host and her guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of KBVR-FM. Thank you for tuning in to Hair There and Back, and we hope to have you back for the future episodes.